is up and welcome back to the HT We Are podcast and we coming at you with a bonus 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 episode. So uh, we decided to do something a little different. You know, we don't have a Washington football game to talk about specifically right now. We already talked about the Cowboys game. So we want to switch it up a little bit. This is a fan podcast, but we don't specifically and haven't specifically specifically talked about in a sense celebrating our fandom so i'm excited for today's episode because it's gonna be it is gonna be different but i think it's gonna be fun Uh, we're gonna talk about our stories and we're also going to have a really really special guest you know if you talk washington fans he's probably gonna be the first person that comes up in your mind so i'm really excited about today's episode what about you freddie super excited super super excited We get to fan out, and we get to dedicate an entire episode to just being fans. Yes. So, it's awesome. Ultimately, that's that's why we started this in the first place. Exactly. We're just two fans fanning out, so if any, anyone out there listening, this could be you. That's right. <laughs> I guess what we'll do is we'll start off by kind of like telling our fan stories, how we started in our fandom. We're about the same age, so we kind of came in around the same timeline, but uh, do you want to go first? Do you want to share your fan story? Sure. I've been a Washington football fan, Redskins fan, my whole life. And for me, and I'm sure like a lot of fans like yourself, it's a family thing. It's always been a family thing. So from the time that I was little, it's always been burgundy and gold. It's been uh, very, very close to my heart. My father, my grandfather, it's one of those things. Now, the last time we were in the Super Bowl, I was six months old, but... I I do like that I am able to say that I was alive for our most recent championship. And I feel like, uh, and, and you can probably relate to this too, Maddie Jane, when you grow up a fan of this team, when you take all the abuse that you take, all of the snide remarks, the jokes, it kind of endears you even more to the team, I feel like, because I think that... When you grow up and other people tell you that your team is trash or that they're bad or that you shouldn't be a fan, it has this ability to really sort of galvanize the way that you feel about them, the feeling that you have to constantly fight and defend. And I think it makes success that much sweeter to you. You and I always talk about that 2012 season, but that feeling that we had that like, hey, now that we're good and people can't say nothing because we really are. That was uh, really, really cool. But um, yeah, I've been a fan my whole life, and uh, my earliest memories were just me being a kid and my dad always watching the game on Sundays. And when I was a little, little kid, I, I didn't care much about football or sports in general, but I always had my, I mean, when I first started school, my parents bought me a Redskins backpack. Redskins lunchbox, <laughs> all those things. Nice. I always had, yeah, and I always had clothes, always Redskins jacket, Redskins hat. Yeah, it was just that, that was it, you know? It was a family thing. That's that's who we rooted for. And I was also taught from a very, very early age to hate the star, to hate everything about it. It was, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they, when you hear the phrase, I know it's a really, really negative thing, but the that hate is taught. It really is, and I was taught to hate the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> what's interesting, though, my whole life, I've for some reason become very good friends. Some of my very best friends, say two of my very best friends, 
um, are actually Cowboys fans. And that's actually really cool because it gives us a lot of memories, a lot of fun times. Uh, I got to sit with my best friend who's a Cowboys fan and watch uh, in 2012 that Week 17 game that got us into the playoffs. That was really, really cool. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just, uh, when I became a teenager, when I started really, really getting into football, it was it was the Redskins, I mean, and, and that's what I got into. And actually, really, really got me into it was playing Madden. I started playing Madden. EA Sports. It's in the game. And I played with Washington that was always my team and that's actually what initially when I was younger what taught me everything not only taught me how the game worked but when you play Madden it familiarizes you with all of the players so I've always been up on all of the players I mean I think you could probably quiz me and go back years and years and years and I could tell you a good amount of players from all of our teams that's just always been my thing I'm obsessive in that way and then my fandom just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew to the point where I'm here talking to you now that's awesome. Yeah. So I've been interested here because obviously you and I have had countless conversations about the current state of our team and all that, but we haven't really talked about our fandom a whole, whole lot. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to hear what your real story is, Maddie Jane. Honestly, in a lot of ways, I feel like our stories are pretty similar, which is cool. I think that's awesome. And again, like I said, we're, we're pretty close in age. How everything started for me again it's it's the same so both of my parents were uh raised washington fans my dad especially and it's funny because you know obviously especially back in the day you know women actually enjoying sports was not like a thing (laughs) i guess or people thought it wasn't a thing it was very rare well my dad had three daughters so one of his daughters was gonna have to be raised a football fan and it just turned out that I was his little mini me so everything he did I did and so he was able to tell me about football and tell me about the Washington Redskins at the time and I ate that stuff up I was all about it so from the youngest age I was repping um, now I was born in 1995 so I didn't experience I wasn't even born for any of our you know really good cherished moments um as a fan so my moment is 2012 in my lifetime since I've been born but that's okay it was was still a good moment well uh my earliest like real memories it's funny because Madden I also love to play Madden I played Madden I played 2k like back in the day that was something that it helped me as well just kind of learn the players and I did watch the games but it wasn't like now where I watch every single snap of every and I'm so into it back then like I watched and I had my favorite players and everything like that but it wasn't like I was so so engulfed Um, but I did I did love I did love Washington and I remember when I was in elementary school um, I was the only girl that would play football at recess you play ball like a girl um, my f- best friend at the time, he was a Washington fan as well. So we went to a school called West End. So we were literally the West End Redskins. That's what we called ourselves. He was the quarterback and I was Santana Moss. I, I mean, I was myself, but I pretended like I was Santana Moss. And I'll be honest with you. Nobody could see me on that field in el- elementary school. Okay. The boys could not keep up with me. Hey, touch this. We were we had this connection um, that I've never seen a quarterback and receiver have in Washington, but we had that at West End. So it was pretty great. It was like I played football. I played Madden. I I loved this team and I loved watching them, uh, but I definitely looked up to them in, in every single way. And even though, you know, obviously we haven't had a ton of success, I've always, you know, I've always been a fan and, and I can never see myself not being a fan of this team because it really was like I was raised 
to love this team and I'm, I'm super thankful for it. So uh, I think other than that, you know, it's just like, as I've got, as I've gotten older the past few years, especially I would say probably the past five or six years, I really started like loving, loving, loving football again and watching like all the time, nonstop. I've said this before on Twitter, but one of the biggest memories of Washington from my childhood was watching Larry Landover. Do you remember that puppet, Larry Landover? My name is Larry Landover. As you know, I am the coolest and smoothest, suavest and sexiest, funniest and funkiest, hippest and hottest, wildest and wackiest, redskins loving brother on the planet. Larry Landover, yeah. I would remember. I would memorize oh. all. I would memorize all of the things. Like there was just one where he was with Clinton Portis, and he was like, "I'm the baddest of the bad. I got the skills you wish you had. Don't be mad. Don't hate. Congratulate. And if you're overweight, make another plate." Larry Landover, and I would go around singing that. Like you did and that I would go around so singing. well. Oh my gosh. That stuff, like I thrived off that stuff when I was younger. Like I memorized everything Larry Landover said. Which now looking back. I'm like, I can't believe my parents let me walk around saying some of the stuff that Larry and Clinton would say to each other. That was probably, I mean, the players, obviously you were talking about the players and I went in a completely different direction, but that was one way I really got to know like a Clinton Portis outside of, because like I would watch him with Larry Landover. Cause to me as a kid, Larry Landover was so fun. Like that was such a fun part of football. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much my story. I don't think that there's much else other than that. Santana Moss was my guy. He was my favorite player. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you remember the fantasy files where uh, Chris Cooley punches through the drywall and catches the football? Check this out. Ready? Go! That's why you picked me. Your move. Yes. Yep, I know exactly Uh what you're talking about. Yep. Good memories. So somewhere, somewhere in Virginia, a young Freddie was watching this and a young Maddie Jane was watching this. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so we've been fanning out. What we want to do right now is we want to bring in probably, I would say, Washington football's number one fan. Number one fan, biggest fan, definitely most recognizable fan. And, and I don't know what he'll have to say about this. And I don't know how you feel about it, Maddie Jane, but honestly, I think uh, this guy right here that we're about to bring on, I feel like he's kind of this generation's Chief Z, really. Wow. That's, I mean, that's I know a that's big... a bold statement, you know, and, and much respect to Chief Z. I, I never got right. the opportunity to meet him. Um, I always wish that I could. He's he's an icon, really, not even just uh, amongst Washington football, Washington Redskins, but the whole NFL, you know, yeah. I mean, because he's yeah. forever immortalized in NFL films. Crank up that diesel. Oh, Rest in peace to uh, to Chief Z. I know it's 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 been a few years, but right. broadcasts aren't the same without seeing him. So right, and I would say I would say um, the guy we're bringing on um, our guest for today. I would absolutely say like with his positivity and what he brings to this fan base, um, there's no doubt in my mind that he could have that type of impact. Um, I definitely would say that it's going to be a guy that we're probably going to remember is going to be remembered in this fan base for a long time coming um and he deserves all like the fun and like the the love that he gets because he really is an amazing guy so what's up chris how you doing what's up guys appreciate you guys having me on absolutely welcome to ht we are how did you become a washington fan well my mom's been a washington fan all her life and growing up we watched the games when i was a kid 
my dad was an Eagles fan, so I didn't live with them. So I would watch the Washington football team play, and then I would go watch the Eagles play. But uh, my mom actually took me, me took me to a game when I was about 10 or 11 years old. So when you're that young and you actually go see the team play and you see, you know, the big giant guys playing football, it just kind of stuck to me. So I've, I've been a fan ever since. Do you remember the first game that you went to? Or do you remember, like, you remember who won or, like, that kind of thing? Or not, not at all. I just remember I was about nine or ten years old, going to the game, going to the stadium, tailgating with my mom's friends, just hanging out, eating food and stuff like that, and just watching the game with her. Uh, she actually took me to a training camp too when I was young, and she's been a, a fan forever, so she knows the glory days. She watched the Super Bowl wins, and here and that, you know, just kind of stuck with me. And, you know, eventually, hopefully, we can get to those days as well. <laughs> So that's how it started. And it's a family thing. And we have a similar story, Maddie Jane. It's a family thing with her, with, with myself. It's a family thing as well. So at what point did it go from something where like that was that was your team to you're becoming this really, really big fan? You know, I, I really started watching football when uh, Santana Moss, Clint Portis, Sean Taylor were playing. That's when I actually really started watching the team play. As far as being, you know, wanting to go to all the games when I was stationed in Washington, D.C. when I was in the Marine Corps, I really got to go to a couple good games back-to-back. And uh, then when my fandom really took off, you know, wearing this little crazy outfit was probably, I think, we three three years ago when I met up with uh, my buddy Jeff, and that's time, Eric. And, you know, we just wanted to kind of take our fandom to the new, uh, a higher level what it already was. So we just got decided, hey, let's throw these little silly bibs on, create a hat. We had a different hat at the time. We had a straw hat, I don't remember. And we I remember. Yeah. It up and to uh, represent the hogettes with the little uh, pig ears. So we went with that in the snout. Over the last three years, it's been crazy. It's taken off every year, you know, every month. It's something different. It's becoming a lot bigger. So we're kind of getting into it a little bit here. So that was, uh, I guess, the beginnings of what would eventually become the hog farmers. How how did that whole idea come about? First of all, who came up with it? And then how did it become? Initially, it seemed like y'all were just a group of fans. And then you decided to turn it into this, this cause for good that you all do. Yeah, so it was actually a, a group of four of us. And we had a little chat room. We were just talking about brainstorming ideas, what we could do to, to take our fame to the next level. And I actually had bought these pair of bibs and posted it in the chat. And one of the guys said, hey, you look like a farmer. And then another guy just chimed in and said, hey, you look like a hog farmer. So we laughed about it and then we kind of just went with it and just it just stuck from there. And, you know, some people liked it, you know, we just kept going with it. And three years later, we are the hog farmers. Awesome. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. And as far as like the charitable side of it, because obviously y'all are doing now, it's gone way past just football and just being a fan of football, but y'all are doing a lot of really incredible things specifically for kids. Can you speak on that a little bit? Like how that, like where you really were like, okay, let's start doing this. Let's start this nonprofit. Let's do something more. Where did that start? And and y'all have done incredible things already, but where did that kind of begin? We tailgated with a group of super fans called the Extreme Skins. I'm sure you guys are aware of them. And they like to do a lot of um, charity work with their tailgates, get money for different uh, different types of charity. And we've always knew in the back of our mind that we wanted to, to try to help the community in a, in a different way. Christy, that's part of the Extreme Skins, she reached out to us and said, hey, there's this little girl named Abby that she has pediatric child cancer. And you guys would be great if you got to do a fundraiser for them. So we did it. And ever since then with that little girl, it, it, it just, she impacted our hearts so much that we wanted to stick with that. We wanted to stick with 
children with pediatric cancer. We made a, such a big impact for her. Her smile just, just filled our hearts that we wanted to continue to do that. We brainstormed together and we got a, our nonprofit, got all the details of that, and we've been running with it since. Over this year, we've raised, I think, a little over $40,000. Wow. So we, we're doing really well to help these kids. You know, Chris, yeah, y'all doing God's work out here, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't come easy and it doesn't even work without people like you guys that support us. So thank you. And thank you, everybody that is listening, that has ever supported us and that will continue to support us. Without you guys, it doesn't happen. So we got to get into a little bit of the, the current Washington football team. I'm just going to hit you with some rapid fire. Cool. All right. Let's do it. All right. So this is going to be the getting to know Chris Bryant part for all of all our right. listeners. Cause I know a lot of people, including myself, I'm curious about this. This is the thing, man, you know, you're kind of there's Chris Bryant, the person, and then there's like Chris Bryant, the, the character. And I'm trying to figure out if they're the same or not. Right. You know what I mean? First of all, who's your all time favorite player? Okay. And that means no, explanation not at all 21 so, <laughs> I, I hear you i hear you bro. i hear you who's your favorite current player on the roster chase Rullier. chase Rullier. Yep. chase really is my favorite player one he's a great person outside of the burgundy and gold two he had so underrated and so not talked about for his consistency and hard work playing i mean he is really the centers don't get no love who is uh maybe an under the radar player that doesn't get talked about aside from chase Rullier, <laughs> who's someone else that you think uh you think should get more love on Washington beyond, football team. Beyond last week, Cole Holcomb. That's who I was okay. going to say. Cole Holcomb, beyond last week where he had that great game with the sack and he right. fumbled by Ezekiel. He didn't have too much recognition. And he's really coming into form now, so he's going to go more. I mean, we've been giving him his props since last season. So, yeah, like, I mean, real, I mean, real recognized, real. Hard, but I as guess, far as... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I feel you on that. Definitely. I feel you on that. Let me ask you this, because you're really, really known as being uh, this uh, beacon of positivity. And some fans love it and some fans don't like it. <laughs> and yeah, they're, sure. they're certainly not shy about it. But what I love about you is that you're unwavering, is that you're going to do you and uh, you're just going to smile and do your thing. And if people don't like it, that's fine with you. Oh, well. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah, the, that's, right, that's the vibe that I get. But <laughs> let me ask you this. So you've been through a lot of bad football, man, just like us, because we're, we're all pretty close in age, but you, you know, you've had to endure some, some really bad teams and some really, really down times. Was there ever a time when you were going to games or that you were, uh, you were, you were not so positive about this? Not really, because I take this quote from the rally camp. I'm sure you guys know who he is, right? Yep. So when I go to the home and the away games, the biggest part of the team is the community of fans. So the tailgating, hanging out with you guys, hanging out with everybody else, doing our charity work. To me, that that's the cake. That's the that's the meat and potatoes, right? And winning the game is just icing on the cake. That's what Rally Cap would say. I get the cake every time I go. But if we win the game, it's icing on the cake. I cheer for the team, and they've had a lot of thrillers and close ones. We've lost a lot. But, I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to rock with them, win, lose, or draw. I'm sure through doing all this, there's got to be a certain level where you're kind of like self-aware with your fame, so to speak, as a Washington fan. And uh, and I don't know how you feel about it, but for us, I, for, for Matt and Jane and I, and I think for uh, a lot of fans out there, you are the most recognizable fan. You are the face of, of Washington fans. And I, and I don't know necessarily how you feel about that. I feel like you are probably the most recognizable Washington football fan right now. I want to know what you think about occupying that space and how you feel about possibly being compared to super fans like Chief Z. I don't think I'm nowhere near in that category. 
for you to even say that is awesome. Um, I don't really look at it that way. I look at it as I'm just another fan, and as, as you as you are, that, but I just dress up in a in a in a, in a silly costume. I, I don't try to let it get too big in my head. Like I said, I'm just I'm nobody special. Only thing difference between me, I make some silly videos, I make TikTok videos, and, and, and stuff like that. I'm pretty well known on the social media, but there there are hundreds of thousands of great Washington fans and my eyes are no better than me and like I said I appreciate the kind of work so but I just want to get that out there because I don't want people to think that I'm better than anybody that's and that's one of the my, one of my worries I have that people think I'm too good for somebody but I'm not I'm just a regular guy just what is here for the thing that's it so humble and I do love your outlook Chris because a lot of times when you're positive and especially at the end of like games where it's how in the world do you do this how do you stay positive like how are you and you just put it in such a great perspective like especially like with all the work you do you just talk about like I see people that go through real life stuff there are people going through stuff right now yeah the game is important and we love the game and we want to win we get passionate and we get you know we get sad when we lose and stuff like that but putting it in that perspective even me seeing that as somebody just like scrolling through Twitter when I'm so upset that we just lost it really does put it in a in a good light because you know it's true like there are people going through so much we take things like this and while they do m mean a lot to us and football does that perspective I think is really important and is one that even even though people still will get on you and say, well, uh, you're too positive. I think it's a great thing. And I think, Freddie, you talked about it. We do want to know, how are you feeling right now with where we are as a team and an organization? I mean, like like you said, we've seen a lot of change over the years. And we always say, you know, things are going to be better. But I mean, it just seems like there's so much positivity and, and camaraderie within the team itself. And I think that comes from the people up top. Uh, Jason Wright and just everybody that they've hired here recently. It just seems like they're they're putting out so much effort to know, show their fans that they, they want them here, show, show the team, hey, we're here for you guys. They have this offseason uh, with free agency and how they deal with that. I think that's when we really get to see who this organization is going to become. That's what I think. Okay, one more question. What do you feel about the quarterback situation? I feel Dwayne Haskins was playing poorly, but he had elements around him that factored in him to him playing poorly. Uh, I think they, they cut him short, up shortly, uh, short. Kyle Allen, I mean, it looks like the team is clicking a little better with Kyle Allen. I, I, I hate to say that because Dwayne Haskins is our first-round pick, and we the team was so invested in him, and fans were so invested for him to do well. My wife bought her first jersey with a Dwayne Haskins jersey. Aww. I mean, like I say, Kyle Allen, it just seems that he's has the offense playing a little better, and uh, I don't know what they're doing with them. You know, I don't, I don't get too into what we could trade for him, what we get versus what what can happen if we don't trade for him. I don't get too far into that. That's not that's not my area, but I wish him the best, regardless if he plays for this team or the next team or the Burger and Gold. So I'm I'm a cheer for him wherever he goes besides Dallas. If he goes to Dallas, man. He ain't yep. got I ain't got a love. <laughs> <laughs> So, Chris, uh, we got to ask you this before we let you go. What is your favorite Washington football or Redskins memory from a game? Ah, that's tough. I've been to a lot of games. Can only pick one. Can only <laughs> pick one. My favorite memory would be going to the game with my mom here in recent years. Uh, it was, I think it was 2015. We played the Dolphins or 16, one of those years. We played the Dolphins. Preston Smith had a sack. And he made the, uh, whoever, I think it might have been Ryan Tannehill fumble. And then I bought my mom tickets front row, uh, seat one, row one. And I just tailgated with my mom and my wife. Um, that was the first time we've ever got to spend time together. And that's probably the best moment I've had, to be honest with you, because family means a lot to me. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I know it might be kind of boring, but that's it. 
That's, That's awesome. awesome. I love it. I, I love that answer. Finiture honor having you on today. Why don't you go ahead, even though I'm pretty sure probably anybody listening to this already follows you or knows where to find you, but why don't you just go ahead and let us know and let everybody, the listeners, know where they can find you. Uh, my Twitter is Hall Karma Chris, I think that is. Our official account for the whole Hall Karmers is The Hall Karmers. Our website is www.hallkarmerscharity.org. Thanks so much, Chris. I've been rocking with you guys since the very beginning when I met you guys at the game and you gave me those little square cars. I still got some over here and I will always support you guys because I think you guys are great. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, those little square cars. I got some sitting right over here. I'm about (laughs) to, uh, no, I'm about to ship some over to the UK. Thank you so much, Chris, for being a part of this. Like, you're such a great, um, again, such a great example and, and a great human being and great fan. I'm just honored that he came and was a part of our podcast. I mean, he does embody what it means to be a fan. And as a fan podcast, I don't think there's any better guest that you can get than the man, Chris Bryant. He's a dude. Can we say like he's a dude of fans like Chase Young says Ryan Kerrigan's the dude? Can we say like Chris Bryant is a dude in the <laughs> fan world? dude yeah so continuing with this theme of fanning out we gotta give props love giving props yeah i'm ready to give some props today i'm so So, ready this is a special episode so this is a special edition of props we got one prop on this episode and of course it is to a fan wanted to give special special props to and i don't know if i'm pronouncing his name correctly Nathan Apodaca, I think is how his name is pronounced. Of course, you all might know him by another name. Right, Maddie Jane? He's the one that uh, got cranberry juice flying off the shelves. He's also responsible for a huge uh, resurgence in downloads of Fleetwood Mac. It is the most vibey TikTok, vibey video I have ever seen. I am all about it. And I know like when, when I saw it for the first time, uh, when I saw that that feather um, tattoo that he had, I was like, oh. And I didn't think that, like, oh, he's a fan. I was just like, it, that reminds me of something. I don't know what the context is the for same him. Thing. Right. So, yeah, so everybody knows we're talking about Fleetwood Mac cranberry juice guy. This picture surfaced um, within the past week of uh, him wearing a Washington football team jersey. Now, not a Washington Redskins jersey. He's wa- he's wearing a Washington football team jersey. So you know this jersey is relatively new. And yes. it's not a number 7 jersey. It's not a number 17 jersey. It's a number 82 jersey. I, I don't know if, if maybe it's custom or if he really is wearing a Logan Thomas jersey. <laughs> but regardless, yo, he a real one if he's wearing yep. that. Yep, 100%. He a real one anyway, but now he's even more of a real one. Even more. Listen, I shouldn't have gotten as excited as I did when I saw that picture surface for the first time. There was something in me that just like felt like, oh, this is like, this is right. It just felt right when I saw him in that jersey. I was like, now it all makes sense. One single tear just rolled down my cheek as I was like, and he's so cool. And he's a fan. And like you said, he's a current fan because he's got the Washington jersey on. So like props to this guy like coolest guy on the block yeah you know he's not just a fan in passing too like, right you no, gotta exactly. be a fan fan be having exactly like that. exactly yeah. and um so props to him because you know he has good taste in music 
He has good taste in uh, juice. And he has good taste in football teams. He he is the man of TikTok now. He is the guy. So props to Nathan. Yeah, I think Ocean Spray bought him like a truck because they the did, story yeah. came out. The whole reason why he was on his board drinking his cranberry juice was because his car had broken down and yeah. he was actually going to work. I mean, and that's just, and I've, I've watched a couple of interviews that they've done with him. He's such a down to earth, just chill guy. And yeah. With what's going on right now, and I, I think the main reason why it just blew up as big as it was, I mean, because it's a really, really quick, it's just a few seconds of someone vibing to his music, drinking his cranberry juice, like he doesn't have a care in the world, and you know that stuff was not going right for him that day, and he was still doing that, and that's really 2020 in a nutshell, and yeah. he's a Washington fan too? Yeah. So that just, I mean, if there's any theme that we wanted to put across in this episode, it's positivity. And I feel like that just puts an exclamation point on the whole thing. So, and that's, that's, that's what we're about. And, you know, the really, really nice thing is we got ourselves a team right now that's bringing that to us. Because, you know, before it was like we had to bring it ourselves. And now they're bringing it to us. Chase Young's bringing it to us. Montez Sweat is. Terry McLaurin is, our coaches. It's awesome. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. I just got to say, thank you for joining us on this bonus episode. Keep your positivity up. We're going to continue to be positive, and we'll be back at you really, really soon. Until next time, we hail together is what we do is who we are. HT, we are. Peace.